Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Bonus holes versus vaginas versus well-fucked vaginas. Today's episode is the recording from an Instagram live I did last week. You can go to my Instagram and watch it there, and I will put the link for it in the show notes, or you can listen to the solely audio version. I did the live to give a response to this headline I came across last week and the cumulative build of encroachment like it. The headline reads, now health professionals are urged to call vaginas bonus holes to avoid offending trans or non-binary patients. This came from the Daily Mail. I had made a post about it earlier in the week, which essentially said, go fuck yourselves, and it had an overwhelmingly positive and shared sentiment. I elaborate much more on this whole topic in the live. No holding back. There may be some random pauses as I'm looking at people's comments and questions, but bonus, if you go to the visual version, you will get my animated facial expressions and my classic rendition of underfucked orcs. Hey, so it's live on Saturday night with Kim Anami. And I'm coming to you because we have an emergency. We have a bonus hole <laughs> emergency. I uh, Last week, I came across this article talking about how the newest in the vocabulary of linguistic gymnastics is the term bonus hole to refer to a woman's vagina. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, enough, 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 enough. It was enough a long time ago, and it's just more than enough now. So I don't tend to, I don't fucking participate in this stuff at all. Let's put it very clearly. Like I don't pay much attention to it. I don't keep up on it. I don't really read about it. And then occasionally something passes through my purview that I am astonished by <laughs> and will feel the need to comment on. And this was one of those things. And I've definitely been aware that over the months, years even, there's been this hijacking of language to describe women where women aren't allowed to be women or mothers anymore. They become birthing people, chest feeders, uterus havers, vulva owners, menstruating people. Like I, the fucking dehumanizing language that's being used is just ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous to me. And the crowning <laughs> glory was this bonus hole 
idea where you know the correct term is vagina source origin of the universe yoni sacred portal all of these things and so and then some people i put a post out earlier this week talking about this just a post in my instagram and some people were like um you know this isn't really happening this language didn't have it very much is like people, women are being fired for, and losing jobs because they refuse to use this terminology. Like, let's say they want to say pregnant woman. <laughs> They're being fired because they won't say birthing person or chest feeder. Even organizations like the La Leche League, was, which was this kind of, I don't know if I call them original, but modern uh, support system for women breastfeeding and they're even using the term chest feeder. So <laughs> I don't participate in any of this stuff and frankly I lose respect for people who do especially in the world of sex teachers and sex educators and they're indulging this lunacy right and let me make it clear like I could give a flying fuck what other people would like to do with their bodies and the removal of their genitals or whatever, right? Do I support it? No. Do I professionally and personally think it's a good idea? Would I ever suggest someone do it? No, not ever. <laughs> but do I support other people's rights to do these things? Absolutely. If you're an adult and you would like to do these things, cut your body parts off, that's totally up to you. But my whole philosophy and everything that I do is to preserve these things, right? Like where, for example, in the allopathic, the only playbook that they have is giving people drugs and cutting out their organs, right? Oh, you've got a difficult period, we'll just cut your uterus out. Like, are you fucking nuts? Like, that's really the best that you can do? Yes, it is the best that they can do. <laughs> so I keep squirming because I injured my foot. I'm trying to keep it elevated as I talk here. Um, so yeah, and there's no need. If people want to do these things, there's no need to come after the language of women. Why? Why do we need to do that? You know, spiritually speaking, I have an adage that I live by and it is, you know, my freedom ends where yours begins and vice versa. Your freedom ends where mine begins. So people are free to do whatever they want until they encroach on your rights. And if they're forcing and by forcing, yes, they are, <laughs> they are um, firing people, shaming people, trying to socially ex exile people for not using this coercion of terminology. Get fucked, right? Like, what the fuck right do you have to tell me the language I'm going to use to describe my own body? It has nothing to do with what other people, how they want to cut their organs out or not, right? It's like, ridiculous and it's erasing women. And that's why I'm saying something because I wanted to make it clear my positions on these things, why I don't subscribe to any of it and will not. And to also help people feel, know that they're not alone. And the, the responses to that post from a few days ago, you can go look, you know, we had something like 1200 comments, nearly like 9,000 likes on that post where people are absolutely fucking over this stuff, right? And, you know, I don't know anybody who cares or think that they should 
be trying to tell other people what to do with their bodies, except <laughs> that now it's happening to women. Like you have to be told what the proper term is for you to refer to your own body, which is just sheer lunacy, right? So, and then one of the common things that happens is people get called transphobic. <laughs> like if you just say, no, I'm going to call my vagina a vagina and I am a woman. And yet that thing gets thrown at people like, oh, oh no, I'll be so scared if you call me that name. That's not even true. It's just some weird insult that they use to try to shut people up and prevent them from speaking. So, you know, and then it's funny, right after I put that post up, I saw a preview for a movie that's coming out called The Pod. I think it's called The Pod Generation and it stars Amelia Clark. And it's supposed to be satire, but if you know much about media, most of what we consume in the media, especially films, are predictive programming. They're things that are helping to pave the way for a future agenda. And so in this movie, like humans aren't giving birth anymore. They're having babies through pods. Like funny, like the stuff that we, um, the books that we were forced to read in school, like Brave New World, where, is it Brave New World? Is it 1984? They're both kind of the same, where, you know, babies are made in test tube factories now, right? Like humans don't even make babies. And at the rate that we're going with how people are hacking away at their genitals, the infertility rates are already like one in five couples can't get pregnant. We're pretty close <laughs> to getting to a place where this will be happening. And then if we erase the language that actually signifies what our genitals are meant to do, oh yeah, that's another fucking load of bullshit is like, you're supposed to call yourself a cisgendered person. Get fucked. I don't ever, I'm never using any of this terminology. You can shove it up your fucking ass. Oh, or is, what, is there a new name for ass? Like a special, I think like that was the original bonus hole. But um, so to get to this place where we erase language that even describes reproductive organs, that even suggests that we could have sex and make babies, we're gonna get to a place where people forget that that's actually what these organs do, right? What do they do? They're reproductive organs. And in my philosophy and everything that I teach, these organs are power sources. They are channels to divine energy, right? My whole teaching philosophy, that's a hummingbird, is about the, the notion that our sexual energy is creative life force energy. This is the energy that creates new life. And if we're not creating babies with that energy, we can learn how to use this energy as a creative channeling source out into the world. And so if you're, and so your genitals are like a power supply that you go and you plug into, right? I always say, if I wanna have energy, I go, if I wanna have a coffee break, I don't do coffee, I do orgasms. I'll go and have sex with myself, right? For couples, it's so crucial that they learn and become habituated to plugging into each other as an energy source. It's a fucking conduit. Your genitals are conduits. They're energy conduits and channels. And so that's why I'm so, emphatic about people connecting to them, connecting to your own, and then connecting to your partners. And 
because you plug in, right? It's the biggest free energy source available to us on this dimension. And now there's this massive movement to literally cut those things out of people, right? I read this, there was a story that was floating around this past week about this doctor in Portland who is like known, his specialty is like cutting out people's genitals really. And he said that, or they said in the article, or he said that the largest growing, most, one of the most popular surgeries now is something they call nullification, where they take out all the genitals. So you're left with nothing because these people don't even want to be like like completely non-binary, completely without gender. And it just makes me want to vomit, to be honest. Like, like what in the fuck is going on here, right? But if you think about it from this perspective of, okay, so we're removing people's power sources from them, then it takes on a whole other meaning. And again, if that's what people choose to do, that's up to them. But you know, it doesn't mean like your freedom ends where mine begins. Like I have the right to have an opinion about it. I have the right to not indulge all of this weird language that I'm now supposed to change the whole English language to accommodate this. Why would we need to do that? Why would we need to do that in my view, if this isn't a, dar a darker and more in complex agenda going on in terms of eliminating human reproduction and our power sources, right? I, I say that I believe sexual energy is the root of everything, meaning if we're not connected to that energy, we're gonna be experiencing massive deficiencies in our entire lives. And when people do get connected to this energy, everything in their life gets changed. If you've listened to my podcasts and videos for any length of time, you know this, right? I do this, I talk about this all the time about how your sexuality is like the master hormone. So these people who are not having genitals and not having sex have no connection to this life force energy whatsoever, it's gone. Right, And another big theme in my work is talking about polarity, the yin and the yang, how the yin and the yang, it's all of this, the Taoist fundamentals of being in a world of polarity, right? We live in a world of polarity. We have light, dark, good, evil, you know, daytime, nighttime, sun, moon, all of these things. And we have man and woman, we have male and female. And the hottest and most powerful sexual chemistry happens with male, female, like masculine energy, feminine energy attraction, right? When you've got a gender neutralized relationship, those people aren't having sex. And if they are forcing themselves to have sex, it's not good sex, right? It's like a negative charge and a positive charge attract each other. And a negative and a negative or a positive and a positive repel. That's a law of nature. And we live in this in this space. And you know, the other thing that I find interesting is I believe in karma and reincarnation. And in my belief system, you incarnate as a female in one life, and then you come back in your next life as a male, and then back as a female again, and as a male. And so to see people so distraught over being thinking that they're in the wrong body. And yet my spiritual belief system is like, well, you, you actually like have an opportunity to explore the depths of the one that you have now. And then next time you get the other one, it's really no big deal. 
but I get, you know, if other people have a different belief or this is the only life, but you know, from my perspective, it's like, and I guess also from my perspective professionally is that when you're, is that the magic, the power that we can tap into comes through embracing the body. And I was thinking about this, um, uh, last week, right? Like the, the body, the path to <laughs> Sandola events has got a lot of good comments there. If you want to go down some rabbit holes, she's, she's pointing the way. It's like the more that you fully embrace what you have. And I, I talk at length in my work about how the body is there to give us messages and wisdom. So let's say you've got difficult periods right, or you've got a growth on your reproductive organs. That is representative of A, stuck sexual energy, and B, unresolved trauma issues that have happened that people um, haven't dealt with, right? It's like the lingering stuff that's held within our tissues and our organs, or then manifests as some kind of growth, unwanted growth. And then the same thing happens like when people have, let's say a childhood history or even adult history of trauma, violation, especially sexual violation, they dissociate, right? They don't want to be in their bodies any longer. And so I talk about how the process then to, and these isn't with even within these communities we're referring to, but just hetero communities, people have their organs removed because they're so cut off from those energies that they literally get those organs cut out of them. And when they go on a healing journey to heal whatever unresolved, you know, things they've got in their in their aura, in their body, then the level, that feeling of dissociation disappears, right? And I think that a reason why so many people feel ill at ease within their bodies. Well, A, because they're being programmed now from preschool. Someone told me about their uh, friend child going into a preschool and at like preschool level on the door was like this whole gender orientation, you know, what's your sexual orientation? That's like a four-year-old. Um, so it's getting programmed into them very, very quickly. And I would if you're if your kids are in public school I would get them out I would do whatever it took I would move cities change jobs reduce you go somewhere where you had to pay less for your lifestyle and get them out of public school whether that's homeschool and at this stage it very well might be I'm not sure how many schools have not um, <laughs> uh, taken on this agenda then that's what it takes right so um, the dissociation that happens I believe is through trauma, unresolved trauma. And people are then so, so desperate to get out of their own skin, right? They're not comfortable in their own skin. And so as parents, our job is to model being connected, right? And that's a huge motivator in doing this work is to exemplify and model to your children what sexual connection, body love, feeling at home with your own body feels like and looks like from the, from the inside radiating out. And I believe that if more parents were modeling that on a genuine level, that that's the energy by osmosis that children would take on and take into themselves, right? Of truly owning and inhabiting their bodies. But if their parents 
are disembodied. And then they're exposed to all of this philosophy around no, you don't, you can, you can chop parts of your body off if you don't like them and choose another body. <laughs> like then they're very, very vulnerable to this stuff. And I, I remember when I was 12 and I was about 12, I guess, and like an avid soccer player, like I wanted to become a professional soccer player and very athletic. And suddenly these things were like growing on my chest, you know, and I was like, what am I going to do with these? Like, am I going to be able to run as fast with these? Like I was concerned for my athletic performance <laughs> and, you know, and I thought if I had been born in this day and age, and if I'd voiced those thoughts, I would have been carted straight off to the reassignment clinic and had those things removed. And you're not really a female. Like every child that puberty goes through some level of, you know, Unless, unless they are supremely guided by very, very conscious parents, like some level of questioning of like, what's happening to me? And this is awkward because there's so much awkwardness around us in the ethers, right? Media, television, culture, pop songs, like family, parents, most everybody is actually disembodied. They're disconnected, right? Pretty much everyone. The way that I say that pretty much everyone is under fucked, well, being under fucked means that you are disconnected from these energies. And so the pathway home is to reconnect and to do your own healing as a parent, as an adult, so that you're modeling really healthy connection and embodiment to your children. And in my salons, I go deeper into how to talk to children about sex. I have a great podcast on how to talk to children about sex, but that, you know, so much of this comes down to what you are modeling to your children. And if you've actually done your own inner work, because they can feel that, right? It's not just saying the right things and doing the right things, it's being the right things, right? When you, there's a beautiful thought that when we heal, we, our healing goes not only forward to our progeny and our descendants, but also backwards through our ancestral lineage. And I love that idea that there's, you know, the space-time continuum is this big mystery for all of us anyway, but I love that concept that the healing we do spreads in every direction, right? In the past and into the future. And this is why it's so important to do. Um, the episode, I think it's actually called How to Talk to Children About Sex. And it came out, oh gosh, I can't remember when it came out, but go and have a look. Yeah, if you don't teach them, they will learn elsewhere, unfortunately. So you are the most important models for your children, you know, is what you do, how you show up in the world and the healing work that you do to be an example. And I was actually like really happy to see the amount of support for that post earlier this week of how many people were in agreement and just fed up with all of this encroaching upon our territory as women, right? Both in language and physically and and like, again, I wanted to do this to tell people, right? Like you're not alone and go back and look at the comments on that post and you'll see that you're definitely not alone. And there are other, you know, people speaking out about these kinds of things that are perhaps, you know, I, I don't really like the terminology left wing, right wing, but whatever, in other areas who are much more um, focused on it as a thing. And 
you know, for me, I just feel like it's important to share this within my field because this is my, <laughs> this is my territory of sexuality and bodies. So look, to me, the answer is fully embracing everything that we are and going deep into our own sexual energy and sexual power. And as I said, plugging into our sexual organs. So what if everything that we've been taught, which is the truth, what if everything we've been taught about sexuality in the modern like cultural expanse is wrong and misinformation and misleading? And it is, right? All of this, the, the shame and the morality attached to sexuality is all manufactured by humans. So what if your sexual energy is just, is literally the fountain of youth, right? It is your life force, your energy source. It's like how we're taught that we need to eat food to eat. Well, what if you need to go to your genitals to get healed, to get energized, to get clarity, to connect to God? What if that was the truth, right? What if that was the truth? Um, then wouldn't it seem it's ridiculous the amount of energy that's expended to remove people from their genitals, right? Like so much so that people are, some people are terrified to touch their own genitals, especially women, to put their fingers inside of themselves to self-pleasure. Or men, I think one of the way they might, they might have sex, but it'll be three minutes, right? So they're bailing very, very quickly. They're not getting to any kind of depth or surrender or vulnerability. If you're banging out an orgasm in three minutes, you're not touching anything profound, right? It's just a superficial release. Um, and so if you look at it that way, like all the effort that's expended to remove people from these parts of themselves, and now it's gone to this totally next level where people are very encouraged to hack their genitals out, get rid of them, doesn't matter, it's not important. Like I don't get how there's never any conversation about how these people will have no sex drive, no reproductive capacity. Like it's never part of the conversation, ever, <laughs> ever. And yet this is huge. And I think it's just like hush hush. I mean, there was a great uh, film out was it last year called What is a Woman? And he talks about how he interviews someone and like every person who goes through the full transition process is worth a million dollars to the medical industry, right? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you are, if the corporations are pushing your agenda, you are not the resistance. You've simply become an arm of the agenda. You've become its marketing mouthpiece and free advertising just by preying upon people's sense of what, like misguided compassion, you know? Um, yeah, people are laughing at the idea of a bonus hole. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's in a way it's kind of good that they've done that because, you know, people who, yeah, I thought it was satire when I first started watching it. <laughs> because it's like, people are just like, shut the fuck up. This is enough, 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 enough. Get the fuck out of here. And it's good. It needs to get to a place where people are willing to just to say that I'm not doing this. 
like I haven't done any of it, but maybe for other people that they won't do it. It's called What is a Woman by Matt Walsh and it's fucking amazing. It's so well done. And and the, the beauty of it is he doesn't even give an opinion in the whole thing. He just goes around interviewing these people who are pushing this agenda and and just asks them questions. Right, and then through and it's through answering or not being able to answer these questions, or getting triggered by these questions, that you basically get the answers. Right, it's really, really cleverly done. I highly, highly recommend it. Best film I saw last year for sure. And I don't, I don't watch a lot of films because I think I don't want to get programmed. <laughs> I'm really even very careful about what the I put into my psyche in terms of media, films, television shows, music. Um, Stevie Loves Bugs says, what a thought, true journalism, I know, right? Where it isn't a full editorial campaign that's bought and paid for, right? That's bought and paid for by a corporate agenda or an allopathic agenda. It's just journalism. It's like, I, again, it's like, what is journalism? We could do a whole film on that. Like, <laughs> because it in many ways doesn't exist anymore because the very plate like news sources that used to be considered trustworthy are now just mouthpieces right they're just editorial mouthpieces conscious cinema diet yes exactly hello from france When did society get so excited to go under the knife? Regardless of sexuality, I just cannot understand the willingness and the mindset of seeking out surgery to augment your body so permanently. I mean, I think that plastic surgery, the, the real acceptance of it has been a big precursor to that. And then of course, in the allopathic system, how they, all they do is take out biggest organ traffickers harvesters on the planet is allopathic medicine, right? They just can't wait to get their hands on on organs constantly. That's, that's really all they do. Like they're just in the organ trafficking business. So <laughs> Pamela, loved your class. I learned so much about my body and I have also tripled my income and bought a house. That is amazing. Okay, so this is another testament to when you connect to your sexual energy, that you, un you unleash, you channel all of this life force energy of the universe and all of this abundance comes back to you because you are emanating and being a vehicle for this beautiful energy and your whole life begins to change and you create the life that you want because you have this creative energy source at your fingertips, unless you don't, right? Unless you've cut it off and then you are literally fucked, but you'll never get fucked. You'll never get properly fucked or be well fucked because how the fuck could you, right? It doesn't even, it's not even on the table anymore. So this thing about, yeah, I think it's plastic surgery and this focus on altering appearances so much. And again, in my work, I really, the things that I teach you know, it's like, okay, for example, like vaginal rejuvenation or 
like labioplasties, um, breast enhancement, augmentation surgeries, things like that. Like I encourage people to love what you've got. I teach things like breast massage, which can actually lift and tone and enlarge breasts. I teach yoni massage. The jade egg is all about strengthening the vagina so it becomes strong and supple and articulate. That, you know, it's never occurred to me in the time, like I've been working out since I was like 19, right? And I said before, I was very athletic growing up as well. Never occurred to me to go to the store, to the, to the ass store to buy a new ass. It just never crossed my mind. Like, it's always like, oh, you know, I love working out anyway. The only times I don't work out or if I'm traveling or I get injured, even when I travel, I do some kind of workout, but probably injury is the only time that I don't. And I, I love working out. Like you can't keep me away from working out, right? And it just, again, never occurred to me I should go buy a new ass at the ass store or buy a new belly at the belly store, right? Like I'm like, I look at my body. If I've got excess weight that's showing up somewhere, I'm like, okay, there's stuff that I haven't resolved. There's stuff that I need to, I need to, my body's telling me, right? If I'm not consciously aware, and I think we're always, consciously aware to a degree, my body's going to tell me and give me that information. And then it's up to me to listen to it. That's what I look at the body as being an oracle and a disciple of our higher consciousness communicating to us all the time. And that's why I think it's really sacrilegious, like an affront to the body to be destroying it, to be cutting it up and hacking it up and totally disrespecting, dishonoring it all the time. And again, I, you know, freedom of choice. If people want to do that, it's like, go right ahead, right? You know, I've had, I had a, a, a trans friend way back like 30 years ago. And, you know, this was, people forget that like, oh, you're transphobic, you talk, mm, no, that's not it. <laughs> like, you forget that this has been a thing for a long time, right? So um, back in the day, a friend of mine decided to transition and she had top surgery. She had her breasts removed. She was taking hormones, became a he. And then like I was dancing in drag shows with my trans friends, you know, decades ago, right? This isn't about like, oh, you don't, you're transphobic. No, shut the fuck up. You dumbass. You think you're going to call me that name? Oh my God. I'm so scared. No, no, don't call me a name. Oh no. <laughs> but for a lot of people, that's, that'll do it. Um, and she actually saying she, she's she, but she, um, went back. Like she regretted doing what she did and has like as much as she can has gone back to being a female but you know this has been around for a long time it's it's massively popular now and massively encouraged by people but you know this isn't um this is new and you're not transphobic because you're not going to use the word birthing person or chest feeder or whatever idiotic fucking lunatic words that they're coming up with. And I feel embarrassed for so-called sex educators who've taken this on, right? Somebody came to us and she wanted to do a teacher training program with me. And I'm like, well, I don't do them. So she went somewhere else. I think it was like plagiarism school. And um, apparently they did like, they're doing in the in that school, they're doing full on like language like this, like vulva owner and stuff. 
And she was just horrified. Like she was gonna ask for a refund and get her money back. She's like, you're a fucking sex educator. Like, what are you doing, right? But anyway, people just go along with, um, what they're force fed, what they're brainwashed into, right? And I think the level one, like this whole social justice warrior movement that I abhor, right? Is like just preying upon people who think they're being compassionate for any any issue, insert your issue here, right? And getting people, like I said, to be free marketing mouthpieces. If the government doesn't want to appear heavy handed and enforce policies and censorship, then they'll start with the population and seeding these ideas in the population first so that a big wave of support, or at least a very vocal and loud wave of support, maybe even a fake wave of support in terms of bots online and paid agitators, um, makes it look like there's a huge support for something when there really isn't. And I'm, I'm glad that over the years, <laughs> we've like, I think we tend to, um, how can I say, curate my audience where the people who believe in that stuff, they can just see themselves out if they don't like, I mean, look, everyone's welcome in my teachings and my programs, right? Like everybody is welcome, whatever their orientation, whatever they want to do, but I'm not changing any of my language. I'm not taking on this gender neutral pronoun fucking bullshit stuff in my work at all, right? So and you and you shouldn't and and like you shouldn't feel bad about that. You don't need to feel bad about using the term woman and breastfeeding. You don't need to change your language at all for anybody. You just don't. If people want to come up with their own language and their own terms for who they are and what they do, so be it. They have the freedom to do that. They do not have the right to tell you what you can say and what you can do. Um as more things like this come out from the medical field, as a mom, I would love more podcasts from you on birthing outside of the system. I've loved what you've done previously. I have a lot of podcasts on that. So I run a salon called Sexy Mama, which is about holistic pregnancy and orgasmic birth. And every fall, you can look over the last few years, I've got wonderful, really rich, powerful episodes on all things birthing outside of the system. So there's lots and lots out there. I'm a proud owner of all my parts and amazing orgasms. <laughs> if someone called me a cis woman to my face, they should expect a slap in theirs. Good on you for telling it like it is. Don't fuck with my language. That's right. Don't fuck with my language. So yeah, the pathway home is through your own body and your own orgasms. And I talk so much about how, especially for women, their vaginal orgasms, <laughs> having a vagina, their vaginal orgasms, their G-spot orgasms, especially their cervical orgasms are so essential for their personal growth, for their well-being, for their healing, for getting in touch with this divine energy and power, right? And then for men, it's the same Wow, someone just said, it's. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to graduate or get certified by many institutions if you refuse, refuse their language. It's not said outright, but it's implied. Well, then more people need to refuse it. More people, because from my understanding, most people are not, like they'll kind of go along with these things, but they're not really, they're not really happy about it. 
and I think a small few people maybe are they they're totally fine to rewrite their vocabulary and their language they don't care um, but or more likely they're just virtue signaling right they're trying to show people that they're a good person you know I have a, a family member who's in that category and like every single psyop she just signs up for it. Right, like you, it's like she's like, uh, come in my mouth, uh, 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 uh. like you just just got to eat it all up. Like, give her a psyop, and she's gonna eat it up. Give her a way to virtue signal, and she's gonna do it. Right, from plastic straws to gender pronouns to fucking chest feeding, she eats it all up. Right, it's just, it's nuts. So. Um, yeah, your own orgasms. And for men, is like having to then like heal from the trauma of circumcision, which is huge. Like they get their genitals cut off at birth, and some women do in other parts of the world as well, um, where, you know, that's like, it's like day one. Day one or later as a teenager. In some cultures, that's a ritual that's done later as like a coming of age ritual, um, which is to cut people off from that energy. So if we look again, if you just look at all the energy that's expended to remove people from this power source, you have to wonder why, why? And if you know anything about the work that I teach and how it's the most important channel to the divine that we all are given the free energy source to fuel everything to create from, that's why, right? So it's many, many layered thing in terms of why you'd want to hold on to this. But men have the same capacity for reaching these states of orgasmic enlightenment through these practices of tuning into their sexual energy and learning, learning how to consciously harvest and harness it in the world. In the world. Yeah. So, you know, the bottom line is that, yeah, don't let people tell you what to do if you don't agree with it. The more that people speak, and just keep on with their own truth and their own language, then the less this stuff can take hold. And that's a big reason why I wanted to do this is to make it clear this is what I <laughs> what I believe and think. And it's pretty clear if you've listened to me over the years because I, I weave it in through all of my material, my beliefs on these things, and certainly refuse to use any of this, um, what does Jordan Peterson call it? What does he call it? Compelled speech, right? Compelled speech. Um, refuse to entirely. And the more people are standing in their own truth and communicating from these places and talking about it and acknowledging, like, you do not. Was Jordan vilif vilified all those years ago? Oh, absolutely he was. I mean, he's made a name for himself because... He refused to comply. I mean, because these things were beginning in institutions. And I think it was the whole gender pronoun thing that he was like, you can't force me to change my speech. And and like even in the Canadian constitution, I think they've changed things. Again, just think about it, right? When these things originate from the highest sources, they are, there's a deeper movement at place. It's not, it's not organic, it's not grassroots, it's, it's engineered. All this stuff is engineered. So the human rights code, is that what was changed? I, again, I, you know, I live my life 
outside of the system. And so what the system does or doesn't do really doesn't affect me or bother me in some ways because whatever, do what you like. You know, I'm over here living in my reality that I create and it doesn't involve that, right? I'm not in an institution. I'm not in a job where I'm beholden to, you know, being obedient or else, right? I mean, I suppose I could get a bunch of people going, <laughs> you're transphobic, you know, but at this stage, I've gone through a few of these already. It's like, when these underfucked orcs come running, right? Which is all they are. They're just underfucked. <laughs> right? Like foaming at the mouth. Right? <laughs> like, because they're underfucked. Truly, truly, truly underfucked. I most, if not all, of the world's psychosis comes out of people being underfucked. And again, if you link that back into, if you take out um, people's sexuality and their ability to have pleasure that way and connect to the, this divine energy, then everyone's going to be underfucked, right? Yeah. They're going to be underfucked and they're going to be psychotic. And we're kind of there, right? With this lunacy that's going on, I'd say we're quite most definitely there. So speak up. It's fun. Actually, you might, the first time you do it, it might be when you get hit with that underfucked orc energy. You know, like you think about Lord of the Rings, right? And all these like mutated faces, like they're literally foaming at the mouth, right? Right, coming at you. It's a bit like, what the fuck is going on here? But then you're like, oh, they're just underfucked orcs, right? And they're, they're just cowards. They're cowards. And the only, only strength that they have is some strength in numbers, right? They don't have any internal strength. They're just like programmed bots. They're like bots in human form, robots. Um, so speak and have fun doing it, right? And realize like this, your life, your truth, your voice. And this is the thing about becoming well-fucked is that the more well-fucked you are, the easier it is to speak your truth and to, and you become unstoppable you become you get to a place where the truth just tumbles out of you and you can't stop it right you're not trying to not give a fuck what people think about you you just don't give a fuck and all of that superpowered confidence true confidence of you self-actualizing becoming your truest self all of that happens through your genitals through your sexuality Ah, Wild Psyche says, Oh, Kim, the Urukai orcs were legit engineered in fake wombs in the basement of Isengard. Remember? I just remembered that. See? <laughs> there you go. There you go. They're like, maybe, yeah, geez. Do you never get scared of speaking out? I mean, at this stage, like, you know, the only thing is I don't really want to spend time fighting in these fights, right? I don't want to be fighting. I want to be doing my own work, my own message of, you know, sexuality. But occasionally, yeah, I do feel compelled to speak out on certain topics here and there because of the ridiculousness of them. And this is very directly related to my own work, right? And so I think after a while you go through like a trial of fire of having that but then i feel like it's a spiritual test of standing in your own truth and standing your ground and you evolve 
through it, right? It's like an initiation. Um, so I think, and pretty much anyone I know, especially over the past few years, went through something similar, had a, a very a similar experience of evolving as a person, as a being within themselves and becoming a stronger, more self-realized version of who they are. I believe that the universe rewards courage, right? And the universe rewards truth. And the more in alignment you are with your own truth and your own voice, and you speak that out into the world, the universe supports that, right? There might be a scary moment where you're like, what is happening, right? When like, and any, like someone's attack can be, one person's attack could be like, you know, thousands and thousands of people. The other person's could be family members who are coming at you, could be any number of things. Um, but I think standing pure in that, standing in your own purity gets you through it. And as I said, ascends you to a higher level where you transcend it. Um, so, yeah. And I feel like I wanna also, part of my work and role is as a permission giver. And in this topic especially, I was like, you have permission to not indulge any of this fucking bullshit. Boom, I'm the fairy godmother with my, um, <laughs> with my wand. Boom, just gave you permission. It's important to put the energy in the world of what you do want rather than carrying around their vision of the world. Envisioning what we want daily, I believe is so important. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that's why I'm very selective about the media that I take in to my psyche is that I want to ensure that it's me creating my world, that I'm not helping to participate in creating somebody else's vision of the world. And your sexual energy is one of the best ways for you to manifest in the world, to manifest your vision, right? My whole outlet, like philosophy, my whole sequence of meditate, masturbate, create, that's how you get things done out in the world. You take that sexual energy, you channel it out and you shape, you move in shape with it. And of course you can do that coupled, it's even more powerful in a couple, but it's still very powerful in a single. So I think I've covered, you know, everything that I wanted to say about this stuff today, but that, you know, I love and will always love and appreciate the male and female bodies, masculine and feminine energies. And then I believe that our um, dharma, <laughs> you know, our work is to go deeply into the truth, into the terrain of our own bodies, our own masculine and feminine energy, and find the wisdom that our bodies and those energies have to teach us. Like I said, if we're born into these bodies for a reason, and that is to learn, like what is the wisdom of the feminine that I'm here to learn in this lifetime? What is the wisdom of the masculine that I'm here to learn in this lifetime? And really embrace that. And again, there's, you know, even on men, there's this huge war on masculinity and strength and dominance and power, trying to whittle men away into these effeminate, weak, anti-warrior type beings that no woman wants to fuck anybody. Um, you know, it's, it's nuts. And so I'm really passionate about men claiming their masculinity and their warrior energy and their power and being the protector and the, the, the protector of the realm, right? That is the masculine 
um, role is to be the protector of the realm and to really relish exploring these energies together. That's what sexuality is about, is coming together in that masculine feminine dynamic to explore what's possible, right? To really like know each other by our opposite, right? Opposites attract, but to know, and the most powerful sexual chemistry happens with an exaggerated feminine energy and an exaggerated masculine energy. And so that's where the sparks really, really fly. That's why Fifty Shades of Grey was this massive worldwide hit because it was a, an exaggerated feminine, very soft, receptive, learning to surrender, and an exaggerated masculine, strong, powerful, dominant, out there achieving in the world sparks fly. So that's what my work is all about, is exploring how to cultivate that spark and make it even more powerful and live in those places, right? Because we all have those dynamics in play, even in same-sex relationships. People have a more masculine energy or more feminine energy, and the more exaggerated they are, the more attraction there is. Kathy says, you've given me access to giving myself permission to own my pleasure, a true blessing. <laughs> While you're being a fairy godmother, can you send me an emotionally mature man who I can, who can F my brain out? Thanks in advance. Well, meditate, masturbate, create, go fuck yourself, and you too can manifest a man who will F your brains out. Let's lift our men up yes and encourage that warrior energy and them and part of how you do that is really embracing your own feminine right the more that you can open up into your feminine energy then you will help to evoke that masculine spirit and power in your man so it's like constantly working together so if you want to go further in all of this check out my if you're already you know not on my email list get on my email list there's you can the well fucked woman salon just began um you can check out the seven day seven day orgasmopedia challenge i think that goes along with it if you go to the website and look for that all of my salons go deeper Ele elevation nation i <laughs> just said did vkf it changed my life if yeah all the salons are there to go deeper into all of these things and I go even more in depth on topics like this in there but also really just showing you how to do exactly what I've been talking about which is how to harness your sexual energy and use it as a creative power and pleasure source in the world how to truly recharge and learn how to harness that energy consciously and use it in everything that you do to heal yourself to bring yourself to ecstasy to live in a state of ecstasy in your own body on a daily moment-to-moment -moment basis where you're humming with ecstasy because you've reached all of these wild orgasmic states in your sexual exploration and channeling that as creative power out in the world where you become unstoppable and unfuckwithable because you're so tapped into this energy so that's what my work is all about all right well thanks everybody for being here and some of you I know are already in the WW salon, so I look forward to going deeper with you there. And we'll see others in future salons and online. 
All right, lots of love to you all. Remember that you are in good company and the, the high that you get from speaking your truth is similar, it's like a truthgasm. It's, it's like an orgasm. When you put it out there and you are loyal to your own truth, the universe supports that. All right, see you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.